One of those rare books that appeals to kids and adults alike. Welcome my mere mortalites to another round of the book reviews. My name is Kyron and I do these book reviews for those who want to transcend beyond their own mere mortality to gain something new, to have fun in fact. And today we are going to have fun. I have for you the book, The Little Prince by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. This book was initially published in 1943 and it's approximately 80 pages, although it does have illustrations within as well. So it depends on which version that you actually have. I have here the one translated by Michael Morpurgo, which was obviously written originally in French by the writer Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but we'll (laughs) go on anyway. And it's a, it's a surprisingly complex story considering that it's not that much in it. So there's two tales roughly intertwined, that of the aviator. So this is a, a grown-up adult, a pilot who's been lost and crash-landed in the desert and is trying to find his way out. And that of the little prince, which is a, I suppose, outer space adventurer who goes across multiple planets and asteroids in search of adventure in search of trying to find some meaning in his life. What makes the plot so complex is that it's the interweaving of the two stories. So that's not just a narrow linear plot line. We start off with their meeting in the desert where the aviator is very surprised to find the little prince in this barren landscape without a seemingly care in the world. It then jumps onto the little prince's timeline. So his home planet of asteroid B612 and is adventuring with the rose and why he is needing to leave his planet then it's more of his adventures hopping from asteroid to asteroid. Then we start to have this intermingling of them in the desert, trying to find water and explaining more about life. And then it goes on to the little prince again, talking about taming foxes, about moving into the human world and interacting with different humans and being like, man, these people are strange. And then finally, the seemingly, I guess, death and the interaction with the snake right at the end. So a very complex story with... I would say a simple message at the heart of it, but told in such a way that it's it's kind of fascinating to go along with. Touching upon the author, we can see why there's such a fascinating book because Antoine was a fascinating dude. He was an adventurer. He was a fighter pilot, an aviator, and he had this love for life, a zest of writing, of living life to the fullest. So, so many of the things that happen in the book are mirrors of what occurred in his own life. He himself had a crash landing in the desert and was very, very lucky to survive. He had this turbulent relationship with a, I believe, Argentinian woman, which mirrors somewhat the relationship between the little prince and the rose in the book. So all of these things combined really add that flavor to the book, the flavor to the plotline and story. It's because he lived it himself. Even his death was under this adventurous, mysterious circumstances where he was fighting in World War II in Just off of Italy, his plane crash landed and nothing was ever found of him ever again apart from a couple of scraps of his plane and his dog tags or something similar to that which washed up on the beach like 40 years later. So a fascinating book from a fascinating guy. Jumping into the themes, childlike innocence, the pleasure and pain of youth. So the little prince as a character is very simplistic in many ways. He has this absence or this lack of guile or cunning. We can see this when he is interacting with the adults in the book that he just doesn't have any preconceptions. He sort of takes it for what it is. Now, this is good for him in many ways because he can see through almost the bullshit of everyday life where he's looking at these adults such as the accountant who's trying to count all the stars and manage them, the king who has these grandiose 
conceptions about what he can control the very vain conceited man who just wants applause and all of these things and he can see okay these are strange ways to live and you know they they've captured themselves in their own thought patterns but then he is also hurt by truth so when he learns of the fox and it's going to love him the time required to become french and to have a relationship and that also will inevitably lead to pain because they are going to have a parting so he has this lack of of cunning of this real world experience in many ways and i think that is what distinguishes childlike innocence so they lack something they do not have this experience this knowledge this understanding which can be a very double edged sword in many ways so yes it's very beneficial to know how the world works and to understand many things but there is also this burden of of knowledge where you know oh you know what maybe people can be deceitful and hurt me and all these sorts of things so there is this childlike innocence which is almost like there's some very good things in it and some very bad things as well a question arises is can one get it back so if i'm an adult can i get back some of this childlike innocence that i had as a kid and i would have to guess no there's two reasons for that in my thinking one is you're simply burdened by experience so once you have so much experience it's basically impossible to forget certain things that occurred in your life and so they are always going to be dredged up as a data point whether you want it or not in your future interactions with people and with the world the other is just simple chemistry and science which is the brain development and that is the brain is continually developing until the range of 25 so i would say maybe before 25 you could still capture some of that more than once you've reached this almost hard limit of hey your brain's not forming uh, as much as it used to and it's sort of stuck in stone now and you you're really going to be hard pressed to wire it differently in many ways now This is not saying that you can't get it back completely, but I would have to say maybe snippets, but if you really think about it, an adult who behaves like a child and has this childlike innocence, you know, that is a kind of a strange thing as well and I'm not sure would work in, well in the world. The other is then would you want it back? And so as I was saying before, there is this somewhat nostalgia I hear for uh being like a kid. I found there I was a kid again and I had that which is good and all there are certain aspects but i also think when you're an adult it's easy to forget about the bad times that there was as a kid so you might have glossed over some of the bullying you experienced or some of the negative feelings that you had in childhood and you sort of have this rosy tinted view of the past whereas maybe if you really look back at it it wasn't all fun and games and maybe you're thinking oh my childhood was 95% fun whereas maybe it was maybe closer to 60% and there was plenty of boredom and bad times in there as well which are easy to forget with the passing of time. This isn't so much a theme but there was seven life lessons that the translator included at the end that I thought were quite insightful and I wanted to go over them as well as add maybe a couple of my own. Number 1, don't be too fond of numbers. So we see with all the foolish silly adults in the book that they're too focused on data and metrics and getting this information and not realizing the beauty of the world and living their life to the fullest. Number 2, look after the planet. So the little prince is raking his dormant volcano and his other volcanoes, keeping his planet free of the baobabs and all of these different trees and things that can go wrong with it. And so he has this beautiful connection with his planet and is very, um, you know, connected with his asteroid. Number 3, don't judge others by their words, but by what they do. So the flower, the rose that grows on this planet says some mean things. She's conceited. She's very vain glorious and things like this but 
her actions really convey that, you know what, she needs protection. She needs help from the little prince. And they have this formation, this bonding between the two of them. Number four, relationships make life worth living. So, the fox teaches the little prince about taming and how developing a relationship takes time, takes effort. And this is what really matters in life. This is what will give you some joy, also some heartbreak potentially if this relationship ends. But this formation is is part of what makes a life worth living and how a relationship really works in this world. Number five, the important things in life you cannot see with your eyes, only with your heart. So, This is where the translator is particularly pointing to the section of where the aviator picks up the little prince and he's looking at this delicate frame of this body, but it's what's within him that makes the little prince so special rather than this exterior. Number six, it is the time you give to something that makes it precious. So the more time you spend with something, the more time you interact with it, this is what gives it meaning, not necessarily the physical objects or whatever. And so in this case, One of the things they're referring to is the water. You could get water anytime, anywhere, but when you are spending the time in the desert looking for this water, trying to find a well, that is what makes the water precious in many ways. And number seven, finally, remember to look up at the stars. So this is just a simple ode, a call to realize, wow, there's this grandness out there. There's this majestic nature that's right within, you know, just outside, but it's so easy to forget and also difficult nowadays with the light pollution that you cannot see the stars sometimes. You cannot realize, hey, there is a whole universe out there and you're just this tiny little blip on the planet of Earth. Now, for my life lessons, I'm going to add some adult complexity to these. So, one from me was... I think actually having a life with winners and losers actually makes life a lot more worth living. It makes it a bit more fun. So we can see the people who are doing good things in the book, more like the aviator and the little prince. And then we can also see some of the adults who are vainglorious and conceited and they just don't realize, man, there's there's a whole life worth living for you out there, but you've trapped yourself in these weird ways of thinking and whatnot. So that was one lesson that I really took out. The other for me was... A lack of introspection can be annoying. So the little prince just continually asks questions, doesn't have this realization that, you know, you, there's, a, there's a conversation that needs to be had between a give and take in a relationship. And if you are continually just asking the same question, ignoring what the other person wants to know and is, and is feeling and things like that, you can come across as a little bit of an annoying little prick, which is somewhat what the little prince gave to me. I get the childlike innocence and things like that. Hey, that's beautiful. But man, I think the other side of it is he is annoying. He would just be a terrible person to be trapped in a desert with because he is just continually ignoring your your questions and asking his own questions and is really almost selfish in a way. My personal observations and takeaways, I would definitely recommend to check out the movie version of this. This is where I actually first encountered The Little Prince, the story of it, which was told in a different manner. It had some extra characters included and was true to the story in the sense of what I felt was the the heart of the story, of the the simple message of you know, forming relationships, of being curious, of having this childlike innocence, of, you know, exploring the world in many ways. And I thought the movie did a fantastic job of that. As I mentioned at the beginning, what I think stands out is that it appeals to both kids and adults. And it's a rare book that can really do this. 
I think it's because of the complexity that is also simplistic. So he found this nice balance between, you know, easy to understand characters. There's not too many, but they're deep. There's a, a containing within them of many different interactions and complexity, as well as the timeline and the story. There's only a couple of locations in the book, but man, they do jump from them one to the other. So it does create a weaving of this web as well. The scene changes as well. There's many different scenes within the book of mountains, deserts, of being in cities and things like this and outer space, obviously, but also, you know, it's easy to understand also with the illustration that that really helps to appeal to both of those audiences. My final observation is, you know what, it does contain some deep and potentially sad themes as well. I haven't explored too much about the significance of the snake and the prince's passing away right at the end of the book. But if you really want to get into it, I think you can find a lot of different things to teach yourself and your kids from from this book. So in summary, this is a worthy book to be called a classic. It has planets, planes, outer space, little princes, talking flowers, and a cool fox. It's definitely something that I'll want to read to my kids someday. And I think it's a a nice reminder, a gentle reminder to try and add some naivety, some childlike innocence to your own life, even if only a little. So all in all, I'm giving the book The Little Prince by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry a 7 out of 10, very, very solid. And so my mere mortalites, thank you for joining me to this part of the audio. If you've reached this far, I wanted to tell you about a couple of things that are interesting and that are cool happening in this space in the world of the mere mortals. So this podcast is now value for value enabled, which means two things. One, you can get some cool new features. So if you go onto some of the new podcast apps, newpodcastapps.com, you can find some of the apps which have chapters and links and pictures that'll show up on your screen. So as I'm talking, you can see a picture of the little prince or of the fox or of some of the life lessons and things like this popping up on your screen, which is very cool. This is also a way where you can help give back to the mere mortals. So this is if you are joined up on something like Podfriend, Curiocaster, a Fountain FM, any of these places where you can stream Satoshis. If you get some value from this podcast, hey, I would love if you'd be able to show that in monetary form by sending me some some value back, giving me a little boost for for reviewing this book of The Little Prince. Other than that, I really do hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world. Kyron out.